world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. everybody welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the red pill project this is morning coffee with andrea and vince my name is vince this is andrea we're going to report the news just as we do every monday through friday at 8 30 a.m pacific 11 30 a.m eastern time hope y'all are waking up getting the sand out of your eyes it's halloween happy halloween everybody and uh, we're going to get into it here real quick. It's Monday. I feel like I got a slow start. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so forgive me as I plug along this morning. But, of course, I'm joined by my partner in truth, my partner in truth to go through all the news and events uh, that we plucked from the stream this morning and over the weekend. And uh, this is Andrea. Andrea, thanks for joining me. I don't know if that made sense, what I just said, but... That's all right. You're tired. We understand. <laughs> and it is Monday, so who isn't tired, right? Hey, everybody's tired. <laughs> it's, right. Uh, yeah. So happy Halloween, everybody. And uh, whoa, is everything all right? Yeah, I just heard like a loud noise. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It might just be. Well, hopefully, no, your studio doesn't come crashing down around you. No, I think it's just someone working. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry about that. All right. No worries. Well, good morning, everybody, and happy Halloween, and we hope that you're starting your Monday off like well. Obviously, if you weren't, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Kind of a crazy world out there. Lots happened over the weekend. We had a lot of news to go through. Yeah. And we'll try to get through it all as quickly as possible. So. Yeah, we'll just hammer right on through. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> all right. We don't really have anything in the news today <laughs> regarding the Paul Pelosi hammer incident. We all know that he got drunk, invited a prostitute over, and got hammered with him. So, yeah, so if you want more work. information on that, go to your local. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> go to your local hardware store. <laughs> I was, was going to say gay club, but I don't know. What, it's not a ready. The joke's not ready. <laughs> there wasn't enough thought put into that one yet. <laughs> uh, so. All right. Um, I need, I need to check to make sure that there's like not somebody ravaging through our shit real quick. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You want to pull up the, uh, well, go ahead. Yeah, here. Um, let's pull up a story and we'll go over it and I'll just start, yeah. start. Will you talk about the Twitter one first? I will. So, we've got Twitter is planning to start charging $20 per month for verification. And if the employees building it don't meet their deadline, they'll be fired by Elon Musk. Now that he owns Twitter, Elon Musk has given employees their first ultimatum. Meet his deadline to introduce paid verification on Twitter or pack up and leave. The directive is to change Twitter Blue, the company's optional $4.99 a month subscription that unlocks additional features, into a more expensive subscription that also verifies users. According to people familiar with the matter and internal correspondence seen by The Verge, Twitter is currently planning to charge $19.99 for the new Twitter Blue subscription. Under the current plan, verified users would have 90 days to subscribe or lose their blue checkmark. Employees working on the project were told on Sunday that they need to meet a deadline of November 7th to launch the feature or they will be fired. Ooh, that's a pretty steep deadline. That's like a week away. Musk has been clear in the months leading up to his acquisition that he wanted to revamp how Twitter verifies accounts and handles bots. On Sunday, he tweeted, the whole verification process is being revamped right now. Platformers Casey Newton first reported that Twitter was considering changing, charging for verification. A spokesperson for Twitter didn't respond to a request for comment by press time. Even though he is barely three days into being chief twit, Musk has moved quickly to make changes at Twitter, first by changing its homepage for logged out users. With the help of Tesla engineers, he has brought into Twitter as advisors. He's also planning mass layoffs aimed at middle managers and engineers who, have, who haven't recently contributed to the code base. Those cuts are expected to begin this week with managers already creating lists of employees to cut. Employees taxed with ex- executing projects of Musk's since he took control Thursday evening have been working late into the night and over the weekend. The Twitter Blue subscription launched widely almost a year ago as a way to view ad-free articles from some publishers and make other tweaks to the app, such as different color home screening icon. In the few quarters that Twitter reported earnings as a public company after that debut, advertising remained the vast majority of its revenue. Musk is keen on growing subscriptions to become half of the company's overall revenue. I think that's a good move on his part. And um, I think it has the potential to draw in more revenue for him. Yeah, so um, it'll be more user-based revenue rather than ad-based. large companies right. moving their weight with ads. Right, which makes sense, you know, because what you want to do is you want to push users to want to use the app, right? 
and um, bring more dialogue to it. And when you have a company that's just based on advertising alone, like Twitter, you know, currently was, then you you run the risk of the stuff that we're seeing, which is that they push the advertising they want to push and nothing else. So Yeah, and I wonder if this move will make it more cost effective for the small business owner to advertise on Twitter too, maybe. Because right now it's absolutely mm-hmm. worthless unless you're a large, large company. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see, you know, how he designs it. But I think, you know, the bottom line is Elon Musk is a good businessman. He's been successful in Tesla. And um, I think that he'll take Twitter to the next level, you know, and evolve it into something that something is actually a worthy business. Yeah, I'm not 100% convinced it's all good, though. Oh, I'm not either. I I do believe that at the end of the day, um, it's really, it's a business, right? He's running it as a business, which is what he should do. He's a business owner. He spent a lot of money on this business. But that doesn't mean that, um, I think we can all kind of see that Elon Musk is still going to kind of control the narrative. And whichever, you know, he's putting together a board of people to review tweets and decide what is acceptable and what is not. And which I hated Jack Dorsey did the same shit. Yeah. Um, And so you're still going to end up with censorship. Yeah. I mean, the difference is Elon has full control instead of like Jack Dorsey who had shareholders. Yeah. Um, And he, yeah, he's he's still going to be the ultimate decider on what gets approved on his platform and what doesn't. And I think but, because of that, things will move a lot quicker. They don't have a board or anything. If Elon says, "I want this done tomorrow," well, they're going to do it right away. Yeah. You know. But they are. But they are. Oh, and people are saying that he reinstated Trump's account. He didn't. There's a lot of bot accounts out there, and there is one that is a blue check verified account, but it is not at real Donald Trump. So it's not an actual real account. It's a parody account that was verified. So it's a verified account that somebody, I think, changed the name on. Hmm. Um, so you know, Donald Trump is still not I, on Twitter. I didn't think and, it was. I didn't know. I didn't hear that. Man, yeah. Thanks for clicking. Because I saw, I saw it. Um, in fact, it was weird because it popped up in my notifications for something. as like the news. Hmm. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, is Donald Trump really back on there? And I went on and it's not at all. It's not what it says it is, even though it is a blue check mark and I clicked on it. It actually is a verified account, but it's not Donald Trump's verified account. So there's so much. A lot of there are a lot of accounts that are pretending to be Donald Trump. Um, You know, I will say this. Donald Trump has been very clear about the fact that he's not interested in getting back on Twitter. Now that he has true social, he's not. So I really don't expect to see Donald Trump back on Twitter at all. Even if they unlock his account, I don't think he's going to do anything with it. I think, didn't he say that he was going to have anything he posted on Truth automatically posted on to... He may do something like that. Yeah. Um, But also Elon... Yeah. Yeah. He he does have Truth. Um, But the other thing is, is that Elon Musk also came out and said that he is not making any changes to accounts that have been suspended until he puts his board together 
um, it's to diversified board of people from both sides. So dumb. Yeah. I mean, so, ugh, I guess nothing it, is going to happen yeah. right away. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Did you see that he replied to one of Hillary Clinton's tweets? I did. I saw that. That was interesting. And then I think he deleted it later. I don't know, though. There's so much fake news. Even stuff that you wouldn't suspect mm -hmm. to be fake news turns out to be yeah. fake news. We find out like 24 hours, 48 hours later. So we have to be really careful about what we believe. With that said, let's look at the last piece of financial news that we have, and then we'll move on. Yep. So much fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Mm -hmm. I don't see signs of a recession in this economy at this point. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Thank you, Janet. Oh, oh good. Or, I was name? really scared that we were <laughs> in a recession. <laughs> <laughs> that warms my heart to hear her say that. You know, yeah, so that's I'm very it. much relieved. <laughs> that's it for but finance. Will, Everything's oh, fine. <laughs> Everything's yeah. No need to worry. I will say this though: when you have free speech, right? True free speech. Yeah. Free speech encompasses even the misinformation, and so you have a responsibility and a duty to verify the information that you believe, you know, um, it's, it's really, it's up to us. The problem is, is that when you leave that in somebody else's hands, you really don't have free speech because somebody else is deciding what is true and what isn't. So free mm -hmm. speech comes with a lot of freedoms come with a lot of responsibility and a lot of duty. And <laughs> I think that we've taken that for granted for too long. <laughs> keep saying duty you can't expect me to just keep a straight face the whole time i'm sorry duty. i'm freaking 10 it's <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't the whole world turns to duty <laughs> yeah amen and um people want safety over their freedom and their what we call dimwits yeah so maybe i should say responsibility instead of duty <laughs> you can say duty it's funny here <laughs> oh my gosh so much duty uh, all right <sighs> anyway in other news <laughs> you're absolutely right though so that's all for finance Woohoo! oh uh, well i do want to give you guys your daily reminders do not look at your 401ks uh until we buy gold and silver yeah um, we're going to get into, oh yeah, getgoldtoday.com. You can check them out if you are interested in buying gold and silver and metals. Check it out. I, I'm going to, I may, I may be buying some silver today, oh, but good. it is going to be in the form of something that I can hang around my neck or off my ears. Oh, jewelry. I told my husband, I was like, Hey, or, it's silver. It doesn't matter what form it comes in. Silver scarf. It's still silver. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're getting a silver scarf. Right. Ooh, that would be nice. <laughs> I wonder, huh? Silver threaded scarf with wool. That would be cool. Imagine. Yeah. Hmm. I'm that like, would... necklaces, earrings, they're made out of silver. Gonna be all silvered out. Everybody's like, you can't pack your silver with you when you leave. I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will pull core holes in my ears and bring as much around my neck as I can. Man, the people are like, you can't take your sliver with you when you have to move or you're forced out of where you're where you're at. And I'm like, I don't think watch me. I think you're underestimating how poor I am. I have deep pockets. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, you see the kids that are, pack, you know, packing their, or, you know, they pick up their toys and they put them in their shirt and they hold it. I, with my silver. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, damn, how much silver do you people have? Some people have quite a bit. But then they right? also, when you could get that much silver, you just start buying gold, right? It's just easier, smaller. Right. You carry less of it around. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so let's get into the U.S. news. Georgia Democrat Representative David Scott disappears from the 2022 race. This is odd. I don't have an opinion other other than it's odd. Oh, shit. What the hell is happening? I I haven't read this. This is uh, new to me today. Well, I have to admit... Elderly Georgia Democrat Representative David Scott has made no public appearance for several weeks, and his younger Republican rival wants to know where he is hiding. He's been missing. The last time anybody has seen him was in September in Congress, and he's not been campaigning. GOP candidate Cesar Gonzalez told Breitbart News. Scott age 77, has represented the poor and majority black 13th congressional district district, to the south and west of Atlanta since 2003. Roughly 60% of the residents are black, one quarter are white, and 10% are Latino, Gonzalez continued. The September appearances that he made were very tightly managed. You could not go in there unless you were invited. Only certain members of the press were allowed, and only certain people could take pictures. He's very feeble, and he's been in declining health, and in that condition, you don't want your constituents to see you. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Scott's disappearance has been noted by local media and the local Clayton County GOP, partly because it might mean that the Democratic District will elect a Republican for 2023 by default. Scott was born in 1945. His campaign did not return messages for Bright- from Breitbart News. Nobody's been able to find him. Hmm, hmm, hmm. They go on and on. Is there anything here that's more pertinent that I'm missing? So apparently somebody called him and um, mm-hmm. they were like, it sounded weird. So... Mm-hmm. It sounded weird. Um, but so they apparently this uh, Scott campaign had called to ask him or talk to him. He says he described a strange episode where he called Scott's campaign and asked to speak to the soft spoken candidate. Obviously, I've heard him many times when the phone rings back. I pick up and hear, hey, Scott, Rhino. Oh, everything's good. I'm doing great. Everything's good. I don't even know if this was really David Scott calling me, to be honest, but it set my radar off because he said one thing to me that was a little weird. I said, are you doing any campaign events? Are you going to be out doing events? Where have you been? The voice responded, I've been out. I've been campaigning, man. I've been putting yard signs everywhere. So at this point, I'm like, wow, that really didn't sound like David Scott. So that was the really odd part about this article. (laughs) So, and this was from Gonzalez, apparently. Yeah, it's That's very strange. strange. I mean, I wonder, I mean, the um, law enforcement should do a check on him or something. A welfare check, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it was um, just really strange. 
strange. I guess, politically speaking, this is good news. Um, weird conspiracy. Uh, I'm not cost even for get conspiracy is high on yeah. this one. Yes, yes, it is. So, you know, be careful what you believe, you know, when it comes to any information about this. I mean, I think he's kind of a, a little or less known rep for Georgia, but it is definitely an odd thing that the candidate he's running against is like, I don't know what's happened to him and where he's gone. And he called me back, but it was weird and it raised alarm bell. You know, that's maybe the he's just he sick. Is. Maybe he's just sick. I'm not going to even speculate on what is going on. I just found sure. it really odd. <laughs> hmm. Well, I hope he's okay. And, um, that there's no weird shady stuff going on. Yeah. And this next one, if you want, you can just play the video. It pretty much speaks for itself. Okay. Title is Jean Pierre, or whatever her name is, blames Trump for inflation and economic crisis, has no clue why Americans don't trust Democrats. Oh, God. Still, there's inflation. There's a fear of looming recession. Poll after poll shows show that voters trust they say they trust republicans more than democrats uh, when it comes to the economy what's the administration's response uh, to that persistent view among the electorate? so first we have always said we understand what the american public is dealing with we understand that there are high costs and we understand that they're feeling very squeezed right now uh, the president always says this and you hear him say this all the time that he wants to make sure that we give americans a little bit more breathing room which is what his dad used to say when he grew up in scranton and dealing with these kitchen uh, kitchen table issues. So when, when the president walked into this administration, uh, the economy was in ruins. It was an absolute ruins. Bullshit alert. <laughs> She's useless. <laughs> she is. Does, is it just me? Or does she remind anybody else of a rag mop? A what? A rag mop? <laughs> uh, yeah, like you know the old mops. Yeah, that, that, that. you dump in the bucket and then you wring them out. And, yeah, and they had like curly pieces of curly pieces of wool or string or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, they're like twisted pieces of yeah cotton. She's not rope. even that useful. No, she's really not. Like, <laughs> you couldn't mop the floor with her. A mop is yeah. more useful than her. I think a mop is more intelligent than her, most likely, <laughs> and better looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, no. <laughs> She's not actually not that bad looking to me, but I'm just talking shit. Uh, I I think that it isn't a person's looks that makes them beautiful or ugly. You it is it like is that. personality. I like that. It's, it's on the inside, and she's rotten through and through. Oh yeah. She's so corrupt. It's sad. Yeah. Hopefully, one day this these corrupt individuals will have no place in. Hopefully, high one day society. we can throw this mop out. High society. There's not even. It shouldn't even be a high society. It should be society. True representatives of the people. Thank you, Alan. God wins. He gives it a can. Thank you so much. Oh, we appreciate thank you. it. You're the best, man. Yeah. Uh, gosh, she's despicable. So this this next one, I don't know if you'll be able to open it or not because it's Epic Times. Um, it is, hold on, I'm hoping this does, okay, it's muted. So, and this was a, a live broadcast that Epic Times TV or Epic TV was going to put out, but I wanted to bring some attention to this. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I couldn't find it, find it anywhere else in the news, which was interesting. <clears throat> so it's a live broadcast that they're doing. Um, the FBI wants 66 years to release Seth Rich data. Right. Democrats claim that the right wing will steal the elections. So the FBI wants 66 years before it releases files from Seth Rich, a DNC staffer who was murdered in an alleged botched robbery, who was also suspected in the controversy behind leaked Democrat emails provided WikiLeaks. Meanwhile, Democrats are claiming that the right wing is planning to steal the upcoming elections and the Justice Department is taking action against armed people monitoring ballot drop boxes. Plans. Interesting. Um, weren't they supposed to release this data today? Did I miss that part? I think they were supposed to release it. I don't know what the yeah. date was, but I thought it was really interesting that they want 66 years to release this information. It's like, why? What are you hiding? Well, I think that goes deep. Yeah. yeah. Real deep. So, uh, the FBI wants 66 years. The uh, what? The WHO or who? The CDC wants yeah. more time than that to release other data. It's just... That's what they yeah. always try to do. Hopefully they get, sh oh. hopefully they get denied. Shut down. Yes, I was, yeah, I'm trying to choose my words wisely in this free country where I can say whatever I want. Right. Ironically I enough. Unfortunately, <laughs> we can't come on here and really say what we want to say too much. <laughs> no. Um, we say most of it. We do. Citizens call on DC police to investigate Biden's pedophilia, which he has added to his list of pedophilic things that he does over the weekend. Oh yeah, he's just a creep. Yeah, like, I'm not, not. I don't have the clip or anything, but no. You know, my dad had a very strong opinion which had happened to pedophiles. And so, mm. unfortunately, I reflect my dad's viewpoints and I can't speak about them openly. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something like a short fall. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Joe Biden just cannot stop sniffing underage children um, and making highly inappropriate comments about them in front of reporters, prompting calls for an investigation into the fake president. Police in Washington, D.C. say they are receiving increasingly more calls requesting a probe into Biden, who was extremely, uh, who has an extensive history of pedophilic behavior and statements throughout his career. At a recent campaign event in Irvine, California, for instance, Biden was seen creeping up on a visibly uncomfortable young girl from behind while whispering to her his favorite line. Now, he said, now a very important thing I told my daughters and granddaughters, no serious guys until you're 30. The child, who clearly did not want the pedophile in chief groping and whispering his rambles into her ear, responded with, okay, I'll keep that in mind. And she, I'll just add this, she looked visibly disgusted and creeped out. And it was really, it's really disturbing. I think this guy has problems, man. Why would you say something like that to a little girl? That's just terrible. Um, what the fuck? Um... Yeah, and he sniffed her. Ugh. And then over the weekend, he he uh, like groped and got close to another girl, a young girl, like really young lady, like a teenager or younger. Uh, I don't understand why parents would even want you know to why? bring their children around this. You know why he probably has these behaviors? 
It's because he's always been a groomer and he just thinks it's okay and he's just so demented and his brain isn't functioning right that he's just letting it all happen unknowingly that it's not okay. He needs to be put away. He needs to like be in a cell. I'm not kidding. This is these are huge crimes. He's he's never been kids his whole life. He's never been held accountable. Yeah. And he thinks he can just he thinks he's above everybody and can get away with it. And he has so far. He's not been wrong. Uh Uh-huh. And then it 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 brings me to the larger issue of human trafficking in the US and globally, which everyone seems to sweep under the rug. A friend of mine was listening to a podcast over the weekend. This girl, she's just, I don't even know who the hell, what her name is. But uh, one of her, uh, she does live streaming on YouTube and whatnot. And one of her uh, people, one of her viewers, I guess, called in or wrote in. And they were saying, hey, you know, why don't you talk about um, Ghislaine Maxwell and what's going on there? And this girl's just like, totally, she's like Hollywood and just, she's hollywood chick and just like has that like girly girl attitude of like i want to look good and da 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 da. i don't really she's just a dimwit and she's like i don't know who that is what is that oh my god i don't even know don't you guys want to talk about other stuff Uh, i'm just like this is the kind of this is some people are just this way i'm like is she complicit in this does she know there's stuff there was she groomed by this people does she know or she just that stupid or maybe she doesn't want to get banned and she's acting dumb but it's really doing a disservice when you can't even say, hey, we're on you know this platform. I don't want to talk about that subject, but it is very important. Look it up. You know They can say that. I'm just disgusted. Um, yep. It's swept under the rug, and there's, I think, a huge, huge um, issue with this. And we could see it through various politicians and Hollywooders and different stories that have happened, and I think it's extremely important. So well, tell your friends... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, technology makes it easy for people to groom children. It does, yeah. I I just had this conversation over the weekend with my son. You know, he's getting to that age now where we're starting to let him have a little more freedom and stuff, and he's got a cell phone, and, you know, it's a smartphone, and he's got access to games on there and the internet and stuff like that, and online games you know yeah long story short i caught him talking to somebody that he didn't know who it was and i we sat down and had that conversation i said look you can't do this i'm like we have these rules in place for a reason yeah and i have no problems taking your phone and cinching everything down to where you have no access to anything other than making a phone call yeah, I believe, too, that until you're adult, an adult, you shouldn't be allowed to put in any personal information into the Internet either. You shouldn't be able to fill out a form with your address. You shouldn't be allowed to put your name into a thing or your use your real name as a username or talk to strangers or any of the stuff. Maybe a teenager gets a little different, but still, you have to be so vigilant and careful. People could pose as others and they could steal your information. They could hack your they could hack you. Steal yeah, your identity. It's just exactly what I told him. Uh-huh. I said, "There's a reason." I said, "You're a child. There's a reason you have parents. You don't think of all these things. We do." I said, "It is my job to think of all of these terrible things that could happen to you and protect you from them. You know, and teach you how to learn and figure this stuff out on your own. You know." Yeah, he was mad at me, and I told him, I said, look, I'm not yelling at you. 
I try to teach you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, yeah, it's a conversation. You're not in trouble, but it's really yeah. important and serious. It's that you understand this. Because technology does make it so easy. And, you know, our children. Yeah. Joe Biden's on the of- internet. Hunter's on the internet. Yeah. Paul Pelosi's on the internet. Glenn Maxwell used the internet. Yeah. They all do. I mean, the stuff that they put out there is horrific. These, these nasties. Plus, there's uh, the internet's terrible, man. I, yeah, it's bad news. Yeah, and even as adults, you know, it's not. This doesn't just happen to children. It happens to adults. It too. does. <laughs> um, good news coming out of Washington State. Real clear politics just moved Washington State's Senate race from leans Democrat to toss up. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Idaho is finally. Uh, this is as of yesterday, so. Nice. Yeah, Idaho's red. <laughs> Idaho is, yeah. Idaho is red. Oregon and California are definitely blue. You know, it's funny, though, because I really think it's misleading. Of course um, it is. I think that Oregon and California have cheated their way to blue. Mm-hmm. I um, I think this whole map's red or pink. <laughs> I, I do, too. I do, too. I think that, you know, it's the west coast of Oregon, I know, um, that is blue. West Coast, um, right, Portland. Yeah, the West Coast. You Portland know, and what's the South? Eugene. Southern? Eugene. Yeah, Eugene and then the other ones. There's just a bunch of hippies that are brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so It's interesting about Washington because, you, you know, in years past, it was always Washington was always more blue than Oregon was, but that's kind of flipped now. Yeah, I think after... Um, Democrats burned everything down and defunded the police and <laughs> legalized drugs and everyone left the city. I think maybe we're red now. And I know the area that I'm in is mostly red, but there's still yeah. quite a bit of um, libtardation permeating throughout the crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. That's a new word. Got to write that down. <laughs> libtardation. <laughs> <laughs> like it <laughs> thank you okay what else oh this was interesting really brings a lot of questions up this was reported by america's freedom fighters.com oh my gosh enter your email to have a great chance at winning a 500 dollars bass pro shop garrett card <laughs> You'll have to come back to that one, huh? <laughs> <It's> so tempting. <laughs> uh, breaking news out of Washington. Look what they found in back of Starbucks, um, a Starbucks big rig. Holy hell. The Centralia Police Department in Washington pulled over a, fi- a Freightliner big rig truck that was delivering Starbucks coffee from California to Washington and noticed that the driver and his passenger were acting suspiciously. Officers deployed a narcotics-sniffing canine to check out the truck where the dog found a large amount of meth, Fox News reports. A search of the truck's interior discovered 40 bundles of meth in a television box on the top of a bunk on the top bunk of the truck's sleeper berth. The Olympian reported local paper. 
Under the mattress on the lower bunk, an additional 50 bundles of meth were found, along with 2.4 pounds of suspected heroin, thousands of 30 milligram oxycodone pills, and a few grams of cocaine. A weighted total of 126 pounds of meth was found in the truck. The driver, Holy a 2022 year old man from Mexico, and passenger, a 62 year old man, man from Fontana, California, were booked into Lewis County Jail on multiple drug charges. Huh. These people probably came straight from the border from Mexico. One is from Mexico and the other is from Fontana, California, which is like an hour's... Southern California? Yeah, right next to Mexico. It's not far from Mexico. You could drive to Fontana, to Mexico, and back in a day. Um, none of the contraband was found in the trailer and none of the Starbucks products were exposed or compromised, the release says. The Joint Narcotics Enforcement Team includes detectives from blah, blah, blah. So, I like how they add that. Nothing was wrong with the Starbucks stuff. Just deliver it. (laughs) Like, wait a second, though. Shouldn't there be Like, do you know what's in Starbucks stuff? (laughs) Yeah, so... Is it that easy for a truck driver just to traffic drugs? To where... It is now because there's so much traffic coming across the border, I think, that... And Border Patrol agents are strung thin. I think that there's a lot more coming in than there there was in previous years. This is crazy, man. It's just it wild is. to me that they were delivering Starbucks stuff. I guess they could have been delivering anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It doesn't necessarily implicate Starbucks, but... No, I don't think it has. I just think it was coincidence that... They're just utilizing actual freight delivery drivers as also smugglers, which is kind of smart. But they have all kinds of of ways of hiding those narcotics. I mean, they put false gas tanks inside of, you know, another gas tank or fuel tank, I guess. Mm -hmm. Fuel tanks inside of fuel tanks where they put the drugs in one fuel tank and put that fuel tank inside of a bigger fuel tank. So it doesn't look like there's um, there's anything there. I mean, they've got all kinds of ways of hiding these drugs and stuff. And it's unfortunately right now very difficult for our Border Patrol to enforce these things just because they are strung so thin and um, they're taxed to the max as far as what they're capable of doing. So a lot more of this stuff is going to get through, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. And it has been. And it's wreaking havoc on our cities. I think we all see the videos. Oh, scary stuff, man. What a spooky, spooky day of news. It is very depressing, isn't it? I a little bit and I, I'm I'm waking up and we don't we had some good news, which was good. One story. Uh maybe two. Oh, wait, no, the economy's fixed. I forgot. Yeah, that's what it was. We already went through the good news of the day. There is no such thing as as inflation or a recession. We're not in a recession. No, so it's all good. Um, Over the weekend, we had breaking news as everybody was distracted by um, the... uh, Yeah, the I call it the GDPP. The gosh darn Pelosi plunder. Um, There was a massive drone attack on the Black Sea fleet of Russia's by the Ukrainians, they admit. And uh, the BBC reported it. Uh, One ship was... One ship sustained minor damage. 
And in response, Moscow said, uh, you know that grain agreement that we had made? Well, F you. We're not going to let you deliver your grain to the world anymore. Sorry, because you bombed the shit out of our fleet. And uh, your actions have consequences. And we tell you where our lines are. And you guys continually overstep them. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Um, Dimitro Kaluba, or whatever the heck this guy's name is. One of... um, Zelensky's uh, Nazi minions tweeted, We have warned of Russia's plans to ruin the Black Sea Grain Initiative. This is how he talks. Now Moscow uses a false pretext to block the grain corridor, which ensures food security for millions of people. I call on all states to demand Russia to stop its Hunger Games and recommit to its obligations. Of course. And this is um, the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine, Dmitro Kuleba. That dirty dog. It's all propaganda, you know. Of course. They wanna, they're doing everything they can to make Russia look like the bad guy, and they're the innocent, poor, victimized country that, you know, um, is just trying to, you know, secure democracy. Yeah, and unfortunately, Russia is ruthless and they didn't just say okay well the grain deals off they proceeded to hit ukraine energy infrastructure with high precision strikes yeah so i believe that somebody's asking for an explanation on the grain issue um ukraine exports about 40 percent if i if i have this correct 40 percent of the world's grain oh something like that and it's it's a really large percentage and what's happening is is that where they have to travel through for their grain exports um they're at war they had an agreement to be able to have passage through there and then they're they're passing through russian territory from what i believe right i don't i don't know exactly disputed areas or trade war stuff i don't even i don't know yeah but um they had an agreement with russia and now that that I forget it's the name. Of the, I forget the name of the waterway, but I think it's just like they have a big bay, and it's where they do a lot of their imports and exports. And they have like a strait, s- and to pass through there, it's one of the things like a choke point where they're going to yeah. fight their trade war. And the amount of grain they produce is massive, and it feeds a lot of people in Africa and elsewhere in the world. So this actually is terrible for the world, and it's going to affect us here at home as well. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, I think it's like forty percent of the world's grain is what they produce in Ukraine. And I say that, but that doesn't mean like, oh, you're not going to have grain. It just means grain prices are going to go up, and that we may have to send aid to other countries, and that uh, not maybe not directly is it affecting us, but indirectly, the whole world is going to see effects of this. And it's just more escalation of this shitty war where innocent people like you and me who just happen to be born in Ukraine or Russia or anywhere else in the world suffer. And it's disgusting and we're sick of it. We're sick of it. Um, So Russia hits them with high precision strikes once again where they already had an infrastructure that was collapsing. Uh, Russia's army said today it had struck military and energy infrastructure targets in Ukraine after Kiev announced a wave of cruise missile attacks across the country. 
The Russian armed forces continued strikes with high-precision, long-range air and sea-based weapons against the military command and energy systems of Ukraine. The defense ministry said in a statement, "The strikes targets were the strike targets were achieved. All assigned objects have been hit." It said. So it was successful. A uh, majority of people in Ukraine have had to turn off their water or have it reduced or to be 80 percent, 80 percent of Kiev is without water, I believe. I, I couldn't tell if they were with completely without water or if they had reductions. To me, it seems like they would be completely out with these attacks, though, right? Yeah, I think most people are out of water. This um, is so bad. This gets bad really fast when you don't have basic necessities to life. Um, of life. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, you know what? As much as, you know, who I think is bullshitting in this war and who's not and he said and she said, nobody deserves to suffer like this. And it's really shitty, I have to say. Yeah. Yep. They need to end it. it. Peace talks. Yeah, it's and they're not ready. They're not willing to do that. They want this war to continue, and that's the bottom line. I wonder what the heck is in Ukraine. Is it just the bio labs? Is it just? I think there's more there than that, but I yeah. don't know what. I mean, I could speculate all day long. Yeah. But. And God. then, of course, on the other side of the world, mm -hmm. another coup has taken place. Oh yeah. This the uh, oh, this made me sick this morning when I saw this. The top electoral authority in Brazil announced on Sunday evening that 77-year-old hardline socialist Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva, once convicted and sentenced to over two decades in prison for alleged corruption, had won this year's presidential election against incumbent conservative Jair Bolsonaro. In his first words as president-elect for a third term, Lula vowed to reconstruct the very soul of this nation That's away from the small government, pro-freedom ideals of the Bolsonaro administration. Little more than a percentage point separated Lula, who served as president previously from 2003 to 2011, from Bolsonaro as of 10 p.m. Eastern time, representing about 2 million votes in a nation of 214 million people. National newspaper of record, O Globo, described the results as the closest election since 1989, when Lula narrowly lost Fernando Collor de Mello, who was impeached and ousted from office over corruption allegations in 1992. So it goes on about the history of this and stuff, but Jair Bolsonaro was, just a few months ago, had a very major lead over uh, Lula, and had like 70% of the vote. And now he's lost by less than a percent. The interesting part about this is down here at the bottom of this article. It says leftist American president Joe Biden was among the first to congratulate Lula on his reported victory on Sunday. Immediately. Yeah. Biden, as a candidate in 2020, had vowed to destroy the Brazilian economy as a presidential candidate, if Bolsonaro did not accept an unspecified $20 billion environmental investment, prompting Bolsonaro to later threaten to go to war with the United States, their relationship never recovered. And then Biden said, I quote, I send my congratulations to Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva on his election to be the next president of Brazil, following free, fair, and credible elections, Biden said in a statement. I look forward to working together to continue the cooperation between our two countries in the months and years ahead. 
Yeah, I love how he's like fair and credible. Like, like that statement it seems to me. Um, like it's anything- such bullshit. Like, does anybody believe this? It seems really ironic to me. Like he's like, "Hey, congratulations on this totally free and fair election." <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, uh, like I said, how does somebody that has seventy percent of the vote just a few months ago? lose that much ground like you know he should have wanted a landslide they probably have um dominion machines bolsonaro actually was working on creating um or revamping the laws in brazil to Uh basically give brazilians what amounts to our second amendment here in the u.s a brazilian firearms yes and crime has gone down <laughs> since Bolsonaro has been in as was president yeah. um, because more people have access to firearms and can protect <laughs> their stuff. Yeah. Now we've got this. It's a coup. Team Biden bragged about rigging the Brazil election against President Bolsonaro before election day. Says stop the steel leader Ali Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> The liberal world order is hard at work destroying norms, inverting our principles, establishing a worldwide jurisdictional bureaucracy for law, medicine, and elections. Mm-hmm. This is a criminal conspiracy to turn citizens into serfs, presidents into governors, and nation states into meaningless jurisdictional lines. Mm-hmm. There is a great replacement afoot. Call the agents of this world order whatever you want, globalists, Luciferians, the cabal, but they don't want sovereign states or nationalistic leaders. This is a threat to their technocratic plans for humanity's future. Yeah. They exist in organizations, both secret society and public institutions, pruning dissidents and manufacturing a false perception of consensus as they guide us toward their ultimate plan. One of these infamous organizations, World Economic Forum, even bragged about conditioning young talent, helping them to attain head of state positions and picking their cabinets. Yeah, so what he's talking about is Klaus Schwab coming out and saying, We control everybody, everywhere in the world. You will eat crickets once we've taken over everything with yeah. our, with our, um, with our NGOs and this and that, uh, whatever, you know, just yeah. sickening. So, yes, this guy, um, is a World Economic Forum puppet. He has been pictured with Klaus, Klausi, and friends, and uh, they so, have successfully stolen another country. And here's the interesting part: it says, mm-hmm. you know, that not only did they do this to Trump, but it mm-hmm. says to make matters worse, Biden's top brass, including CIA Director William Burns, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. And Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin all took turns threatening Bolsonaro for months mm. in the election. They wanted to boost socialist Lula da Silva by casting a shadow of election integrity concerns and threatening Brazil's diplomatic status in the world. Sound familiar? Pretty sure that's happening right now, right here in the U.S. Yeah. Wow. They're trying to cast a shadow regarding election integrity concerns, just like they did. And what happened to that election? His election? Which election? Brazil? Brazil's election. It was stolen. stolen. Yeah. So 
what does that suggest, and at least in my opinion, about this red wave that's supposed to happen? They're going to. I don't think. I don't think that they're going to give up power. No. I, I think they are going to steal it, steal it, okay, and then claim everything is fine. We've got free and so. fair, incredible elections, and it was the most. <laughs> they could safest election in history. What if they didn't? That's a possibility. But what if they didn't steal it and there was a red wave? I don't think that's going to happen. And the reason I say that is because as soon as those people get in, there is immediately the red, the, the, the right has been very vocal about the fact that they are going to open investigations and start investigative committees and stuff like mm -hmm. that. The left can't let that happen. Because if they do, it undoes everything that they've worked for. It does everything. It undoes everything that they've put in place, because it shows everybody how illegitimate it is, and they can't let that happen. They lose, because in those two years, what will end up happening is Congress will write legislation to make sure that the elections are free and fair like they're supposed to be. But Joe Biden will veto them. Yeah, Congress will override them. And they will become laws anyway, because that's how our system is set up. Yeah, okay. And they know that they it doesn't matter if Joe Biden so, vetoes this stuff, because Congress can just override him anyway with a two-thirds vote. Right. True. Um, but if Republicans did have the red wave, and like you said, they started passing all these policies and what laws and stuff, and doing investigations, I think it would be detrimental and possibly catastrophic for the democrats but also they could say like they could shed light on everything that the republicans are doing like if just the most radical republican things that would be passed they could say look they're they're passing this and that and they're fucking shit up because it's not going to be flawless and perfect let's be honest nothing no. ever is so then they'll have an easier time in the election in 2024, perhaps. I don't think so, though, because I think that the majority of people want those extremes that Republicans are going to be passing if they pass things through extremely or through and make them extreme. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that the majority of Americans want that. Yeah. I, I would say a big, a big majority. Yeah, I don't know exactly what I would oppose off the top of my head. Right. And so <laughs> I, I don't think that I think that their narrative falls apart in that scenario. Awesome. Well, I hope that happens. Um, of course, there's a scenario where they cheat for us and then do martial law and really clamp down. I, I don't think that's likely, honestly. And that's just my opinion. I, like I don't see them playing escalation. it out. Well, and here's the thing is if they cheat for the Republicans. Um. And they start committees and they start talking voter fraud. And even if they prove voter fraud, yes. people already know how corrupt they are. And people are going to buy it. People are going to say, well, sorry for your luck. Maybe if we had free and fair elections, this wouldn't have happened. Like, I don't think people are going to give a shit how Republicans get into power, honestly, at this point. Mm. And that's the bottom line. So I, I think that their investigations would go nowhere. I, I think you're right, because they were cooed. So an anti and everybody knows that, and so Republicans are at that point where they're going to look at it and say, "Well, turnabout's fair play." True. I don't think that they can win that way. Interesting. 
But that's just my opinion. I like I have it. my own opinions about I things. I like <laughs> it. I just wanted to shoot some... I just wanted to spit, spitball some ideas back and forth. I yeah. don't know. What the heck? It's interesting happen? to think about. I I don't either, and I'm I'm speculating and I'm giving my opinion. I Same. that's not based on fact. I like or, it. I like where you're going. Uh, it's interesting to think about because I hadn't fully put together what may happen, what it would look like if the red wave happened. Um, I spent a lot of time thinking about it because, and it just doesn't make sense in my mind. Mm. I know a lot of people really like that, like that theory that they're going to steal for the Republicans and then scream voter fraud. Oh, but, I don't like that theory because it creates a very high chance of a escalation to the point of which they can't do anything politically. They get shut down and it becomes a completely totalitarian nightmare. Yep. Yeah. Which it already is, but not with like military right. going door to door. But I just don't think that people would care. I mean, even if they... I, I don't think people would care if the Democrats stole the Republican for or the election for Republicans. I think they would take this. Well, sorry for your luck. But then I think the people would want free elections and fair elections. I and think things that's put exactly. in place to secure the future. Yeah, I just I don't like the I just don't like the theory that that's what they're going to do, because it doesn't it doesn't make sense in my brain. If their goal is full, t- full tyranny, it gives them a perfect excuse. I just don't think that that's the way that it would go, though, hmm. if they stole it for Republicans. Depends how desperate they are, I guess, or what they foresee. I, I, th- I see them stealing it for themselves, and that's what I see. That's... I don't see them stealing it for Republicans. I You're don't. probably, you may be right. You may be right. Um big possibility maybe even more likely even but let's go we have a few more yep uh says oh go ahead sorry i'm sorry were we on the same one finland i just wanted to just briefly mention this finland says that ukraine arms are ending up in the hands of criminal gangs i think we already knew this was happening we're sending billions of dollars worth of weapons to ukraine and somehow they're ending up on the black market and being sold and gangs are getting a hold of them. And Finland is, and even Denmark and Sweden are not very happy about the fact that these weapons are ending up in the hands of criminals. And they're going to have to de- be dealing with the repercussions of us sending weapons over to Ukraine for decades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have yes. all the same issues with all their borders and criminals and whatnot. Yep. So yep. what a disaster. Um, whoa, Canada, Justin Trudeau and his comrades seek to abolish internet freedom for all Canadian citizens. This is their House Bill C-11. Yep, C-11 could create the most authoritarian regulatory framework for any democracy in the world. This makes it a grave threat to overall freedom of expression in Canada. Nearly as representable as the implications of the legislation itself are the tangled thicket of unclear or self-contradictory Uh, contradictory language within the bill and that the evident uh, insincerity and misdirection of the government's public promotion of C-11. In short, the liberals are attempting to, um, uh, they're attempting a colossal colossal power grab while they uh, pretend they aren't. Um, I'm sorry, I am just... 
this really actually targeted. so this passed their house already yeah and it's passed the first round of voting i believe in their senate and um is expected to pass the second round of votes in the senate here shortly not good so, and didn't didn't um Zelensky say something too like we need to censor the world on the internet yeah and they're all saying that you know even um our government here in america is talking about censorship and stuff and um the eu came out over the weekend after elon musk got twitter and said the eu came out and said he will follow what we want (laughs) so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that but i'm like this is pretty scary and i hope um that I hope it doesn't pass and I hope that it gets shut down and but we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens I don't know I know we've got the I think the prime minister or the um sorry my sure. brain just went went blank um the Alberta gal uh, that just won her election um, um I don't know her name I, yeah but um, I know she's conservative. Hopefully she can vote against this. Hopefully there's enough other conservative PMs and stuff that, you know, they shut this down. The people will get in their cars and honk. We did see this. So <laughs> if anything does happen, I think the Canadians could uh, force it to be overturned. And, you know, they're, they're in the same boat that we are. You know, they're having their threat and their freedoms threatened just as much as we are. And it's time for all of us to stand up and say, you know, we're not going to take this anymore and to fight back against this tyranny. And it's happening all over the world. Not literally. Right. Um, Getting into a little bit of health news. This is scary. Natural News reported that nearly two in 10 cows injected with mRNA vaccine die almost instantly. This is happening in Australia. Really? Um, oh, man. Yeah. Those Aussies, man. It's crazy. Um, dairy farmers in Australia are now being forced to inject gene-altering mRNA vaccine that contains spike proteins so they could remain in business. Just like in oh humans, the experimental God. jabs are causing severe damage to the animals, and many of them died instantly. I did read a thing a while ago, and I, ha- I haven't verified it. I haven't had time. Um, that said that um, no mammal that has ever received an mRNA vaccine lives longer than five years. Oh. Um, So, but this also talks about the fact that this, these mRNA vaccines in animals are, it's in the meat, it's in the dairy products, so the milk. It's in everything. Just Which like means humans. it's going to be in the cheese, it's going to be in your butter, it's going to be in everything that you're eating, and it's just terrible. So they're forcing you to eat it. They're putting it in your food and forcing you to eat it, which when you do, it then goes into your body and becomes part of and alters your DNA. It could. We don't could. know that for sure. But I think well, that would be the plan. I, I think it's a logical theory when yeah. you look at the fact that mothers human mothers that are vaccinated and feed their young are passing off this mRNA technology to their infants through breast milk. Yeah. So, but if you ingest it, 
is that enough for it to become a part of your system? They're actually working on introducing mRNA into food products. They're trying to en- right. they're trying to engineer it. And so I, I would say that, the answer is yes. But I'm saying as it stands right now, I don't think we know. Don't know. We don't know. Because it may have to be modified in order to be able to pass through your stomach and become a part of your system. You might yeah, just I mean, spit ter- it out. I think that that's what they're they're working on doing now is doing that testing on that. It seems like and that's their plan, and it's terrifying. It is. And so, you know, it's really – and it's going to start – you know, I see them doing this here in the United States and yeah. following suit all over the world with well, this. Well, didn't they already do all that testing on – they did. They did um, the COVID testing on chickens and whatnot yep. in the States. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's more, and this article talks about starting, you know, your own local consortiums and doing basically a co-op for food and stuff like that. And I think that's a wonderful idea. You know, um, don't register your livestock, which they're obviously trying to get people to do too, is register their gardens and register their livestock and stuff like that. And if you just have, you know, a small herd of cows and just enough for what people in that area can eat and to reproduce your cattle, you know, then I think that it's a lot safer to do something like that. Yeah. And those genes are going to be worth a lot of money if they end up in ruining a lot of these, the DNA of a lot of these herds. Yeah. So. <sighs> um, there was a weird thing that happened in uh, South Korea over the weekend. I saw that. Um, unfortunately, 151 people lost their lives, and over like 80... almost simultaneously, I think, wasn't it? Yes, and over 80 were injured. Thousands have been reported missing. Most of those killed or injured were under 30 years old. An estimated 100,000 people were celebrating Halloween in Itaewon, Itaewon, in Seoul. Mm-hmm. Um, this person says they cannot imagine the heartbreak and despair. Yeah, what a scary thing. And I guess what originally had happened and been reported was that the first thing that I saw was uh, 50 people uh, suffering cardiac arrest at Halloween festival in South Korea. And I'm like, holy but crap. Didn't it, wasn't it saying they got trampled or something? Like there was a stampede well, of I'm, some sort? I'm going through like the progression of what I saw. Next, oh, they said... Okay. Next, they said that um yeah there was a stampede and people were crushed in a narrow alleyway and this is what caused all these cardiac arrest events um and then the number just kept climbing and climbing and climbing there's a graphic videos out there of um just a bunch of people laying on the ground on their backs getting receiving cpr from other people who aren't affected i affected i guess or were, who were okay and it seems like um, Travis Scott 2.0 to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's very bizarre. I don't know what's happening, but something this, is. If you get crushed, don't these you get... These people didn't get crushed. I don't, I don't believe that they got crushed. I don't believe that for a I'm second. Saying, I'm saying, I know, but I'm saying if you get crushed, you asphyxiate, right? And then you die from asphyxiation or broken. Theoretically, I mean, yeah, it depends on the the level of your, I guess that if you've got a stampede where 
a bunch of people are mowed down, like what they're suggesting happened. Okay. You're going to see a multitude of different injuries and different levels of injuries. Um, some people are going to suffer greater injuries than others. It depends on how you fall, what happens. Like you're not going to see, it's not going to be just cardiac arrest. Yeah. You know, you're going to see there was no blood that I saw in any of those videos and a stampede where you're suffering injuries and broken bones and you're going to have people hitting their heads. You're going to have, you know, traumatic injuries that are going to cause people to bleed, mm -hmm. not just suffer a cardiac arrest and fall down. That doesn't make any sense. And I don't know why people would buy that. Um, I wonder if what happened is people just started collapsing or like people started having heart attacks or strokes and then people started panicking and maybe there's a combination of the two of like oh i definitely think that panic plays a part in this i mean you know um i don't know man yeah maybe i would because there's video of them all stuck as well that i saw so that leads yeah. credence to their theory which i don't really believe 100 percent. i, I think something happened yeah it's just i don't weird, want to speculate on I mean, I don't even know that I would go so far as to say that it's the vaccine. I mean, they've got weapons. They've got, you know, they've got heart attack guns that the CIA has right. used and things like that. I mean, it could be a weapon. I mean, who knows? Maybe they, you know, people have speculated that it could be 5G related. Um, maybe they turned up the 5G and, you know, I don't I don't know. Um, there's a lot of speculation. I don't know that we'll ever know the truth, but I think that uh, we're going to start seeing more of this. And I think that we're already seeing more of it. And that's the really scary part about this is I, I don't have any plans on going anywhere where there's crowds of people. I can tell you that. I, I do not want to be around large crowds of people. I do not want to be anywhere that I could potentially be a target yeah. for anything. I agree with that. No way. Yeah. No way, no way. Just such a strange one. It's unfortunate. It is very odd. Um, Dr. Peter McCullough was st stripped of his certifications in internal medicine. Wow. Yeah. This isn't just any doctor. This is a very... Uh, very, very smart doctor. Yeah, probably. He's one of the best You're doctors gonna start out there. You're going to start seeing more of that, too. And these doctors who are speaking up against this stuff um, are going to start having their their board certifications and their licenses and their, you know, license to practice medicine stripped from them. We already saw it over the last couple of years, and here they go, continuing down that same path. I mean, it, honestly... They've been doing this for a long time. We just didn't really know about it. Yeah, they don't like naturopathic doctors and stuff. They always have done this, haven't they? Anyone yeah, who and finds cures for stuff just disappears or they don't have the right look, to practice. Or Look at Judy Mikovits. This happened to her years ago. She was the very one of the very first ones that started speaking out about this. And they silenced her years ago. I want to say, like, what, a decade ago or more? I don't remember the date, but yes, you're right. So they've been doing this slowly um, to people who speak up against this stuff. We just, we never really paid too much attention to it before now. I think some of us knew, but now it's more, more of us know more about it. And when I say we, I mean the larger majority of people 
I don't mean like we here. I think a lot of us knew this stuff was going on. Okay. Um, I want to know what you think about this one or if you had a chance to see this over the weekend. Nose picking could increase risk of Alzheimer's and dementia, according to neurosciencenews.com. <laughs> I don't know what the basis of this is, but it sounds it's, ridiculous. It's that your fingers have germs on them and it could go to your brain. And Okay, so if that's the question, if, if that's the theory, then wouldn't massive amounts of children be showing signs <laughs> of dementia and Alzheimer's? I'm pretty sure they're the ones that spend most of their time picking their nose. Right, and... <laughs> I mean, I even know some kids that pick their nose and eat it. I'm just like, <sighs> oh, it's disgusting. My it's... my kid is not one of those. It completely grosses him out. Thank God. Oh my god. Um, so I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, just <laughs> just roll it around and flick it like a normal person. For... Oh, so for here sake. you want to you want <laughs> a, a, a joke? <laughs> sure. Do you know how to make a Kleenex dance? How? You put a little boogie in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's my Friday funnies for a Monday. <laughs> you dirty dog, Andrea. That is so inappropriate. <laughs> That's well, about the cleanest joke I know. <laughs> it's pretty pretty gross. Um, it's <laughs> it reminds me. Okay. Wow. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Sorry. So I think they're putting this out there because we're going to be seeing an increase in Alzheimer's and dementia, or we already have. Oh, yeah. From the jabs, most likely, yep. if I had to if I had to do a wild guess. And um they're going to say, Hey, did they did uh did they pick their you nose by chance? Nose. Yeah. Oh fuck, I do pick my nose. That's it. That's what's doing it. Yeah. Make sure you get your next jab next week, your thirtieth booster and uh blah blah blah. And while we're at it, make sure that you do not flip your bedspread too hard when yeah. you're making your bed because it will give you a heart attack and you will die. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Picking your nose. Oh, and don't get too much sunshine because sunshine also causes heart attacks. Right? If people yes. weren't supposed to pick their nose, they wouldn't be able to like do this just like so naturally, right? If people weren't meant to pick their nose, God wouldn't have made the holes, you know, the size of your fingers. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just speculating here. Right. Oh <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think you're spot on, though. I think a lot of it is that we're going to start seeing an increase in Alzheimer's and dementia, and um, I think that they're coming up with any excuse they can it's ridiculous yeah well thank you andrea for covering all this stuff with me on this monday i am like totally feeling the mondays and i need to go pick my nose so let's <laughs> call it a day i appreciate you um we'll be back tonight with the daily dose joshua reed will be hosting that uh, tonight at 5 30 p.m pacific where he will talk about the global unf unfolding global conspiracy and so much more there's a lot of other news that we didn't get to josh is going to have the opportunity to dive deep into uh everything that's happened over the weekend and more that happens today and other a lot of other information 
from uh, today and yesterday and whatever. So uh, tune in tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you guys want to support what we do here, you could donate at redpills.tv slash go. That's our give, send, go, and we greatly appreciate that. We are listener-funded, and we are struggling to keep our shows going and growing, and we're getting censored left and right again. They're picking it up, so please um, go to the Social Red Pill as well and join the social network, uh, www.socialredpill.com. You can join for free, catch all the shows, enjoy them, and if you want to support us, you can donate at social. I mean at uh, redpills.tv slash go, and we greatly appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Andrea, for going over it with me. We'll be back again tomorrow, same bat place, same bat time. So see you then. God bless and Godspeed. Stay safe, everyone, and happy Halloween.